whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica! Dana! Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm just great. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And we, we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. <laughs> I just did a big old dance for Jessica. We're giggling because right before we started, I pressed record and then I just stared at Jessica for the longest time. <laughs> we keep getting frozen. And I yep. thought she was frozen, but instead of speaking, I just stared. <laughs> really par for the course isn't it i mean like we just laughed together and but your laugh on screen was like three minutes later you just stared at me and then laughed after i laughed i don't know what this delay is guess what internet you suck (laughs) you really suck (laughs) and again in the last two years you've only continued to get worse not better and then i got 5g like it was some magical thing no. It's worse. It's worse. You and I both got it around the same time, and our internet problems got a hundred times worse after it going to 5G, as I put it in quotes, because I don't believe it's 5G. <laughs> well, <laughs> and also, I don't live out in the boonies. I live right in the middle of a huge metropolitan city. Same. And if it gets windy, forget it. No internet. Nope. I the mean, wind is the worst. Yes. Or any kind of rain, anything like that, you would think I lived out in the boondocks like yes. my dad. Yes. It's crazy to me. It's... Or like just driving down the road and you're like, why don't, why can't my GPS find me? I'm literally in the middle of Hollywood, one of the most well-known places in the world. How can I not <laughs> get internet? All the time. Or even with that, the delay is so long. By the time you should have already turned, you're two blocks past. Totally. You know what? This isn't even the rant portion of our show. (laughs) We're already on fire. It could be. It could be. be. I've even paid more for stronger internet. And they're like, well, that's the best we can do. I'm like, then take that price back down because that's no different. (laughs) Also, they say that it is supposed to switch. Like, oh, if this one's not as strong, it goes to the other. No, it doesn't. It just has no internet. Yeah. It's crazy. (sighs) Three minutes in and I just took my own cleansing breath. I know. Well, we're going to do a big (laughs) one here in a little bit. How was your week, Jessica? Oh, it was fine. You know what? I'm trying to let go of fears of like, well, I shouldn't do this because what if this happens and all that? I'm like, well, it's not Mm -hmm. happening and it probably won't. So I need to get over it. And Murphy's Law, which seems to be my middle name, came and bit me in the ass this morning. So all these things that I have planned and tried to work around, it's just all a mess. I'm not going to go into details. It's all work-related stuff. It's unexpected scheduling. I'm just... I'm trying to take a real cleansing breath every hour right now. Oh, no. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just so annoyed. I really had planned everything like down to the hour. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Got a very unexpected email today. So mm -hmm, I'm going to be readjusting a lot of things. (laughs) Oh, God. What's that saying? Best laid plans? They'll always fuck you. I don't think that's the actual (laughs) saying, but It absolutely should be. Okay. I remember when I was pregnant and everybody was like, you should make like a music list for your birth time and plan, you know, um, set up to have a certain time you get your nails done, all this. I'm like, are you joking? I don't know if I know a single person whose birth plan has gone according to their schedule. Thank you. Somehow babies don't, they don't like schedules. Somehow when you're screaming in agony, I doubt that, uh, I hope you'll stay or whatever you chose for your <laughs> birth list is going to help Not you. Not that song, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I don't know why that just came to mind, but oh my God. 
Yeah, no, nothing goes according to plan ever. Also, my baby apparently wanted to kill my body, so mine was a little bit different than most people's <laughs> pregnancy. I remember crying and saying to my mom, why is my body betraying me and my baby? Aww. It was an emotional time, but it's all good totally. now. <laughs> That's right. I didn't have a great week. I wouldn't say it was the worst week, but I just didn't feel good. And I was really mm -hmm. tired. I caught a, a baby cold. Uh, me too. It's going around. Everybody I know is getting it. And of course, <sighs> the first sign of sniffles you get, you're like, oh my God, who have I seen? What What is happening? Is this COVID? Like, yep. Especially yep. for those of us who've been running from the devil for I... nigh on three years now. You. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, well, um, most people have gotten COVID. I'm like, I haven't gotten it and I don't plan to. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> and you know what? I don't think that makes me crazy if I don't want to get sick. <laughs> Thank you. So but don't yes. gaslight those of us who are still running because I keep a running. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yes, I've been so freaking tired that, of course, that's immediately where my mind went. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just have a cold and I, hey, 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 it's really kicking my ass. I have been a constant snot machine. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, you don't even have to pull a lever. It's just constant, no. constant it's running river. like a faucet. Totally. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, we're disgusting as usual. <laughs> uh <laughs> Is there anything super exciting we missed talking about or should we just get to Not it? a darn thing. Let's do it. Let's get Cut to, to the it. Chase, get to the meat. We're starting off with rants, and I'm up first. You go for it, lady. All right. So this happened actually a couple of weeks ago, and I had written into the show. <laughs> <laughs> I got on the waiting list, y'all, because it really <laughs> bothered me. I guess I just want to say, first of all, I super appreciate our 911 dispatchers and responders mm -hmm. i've been related to some i have deeply had love uh what's wrong with my mouth right now <laughs> had deep love for <laughs> had close friends who were 911 dispatchers mm -hmm. i also watch a lot of crime tv so i hear a lot of 911 calls yeah and a couple of weeks ago i called 911 and there was a woman in – so I'm reading what I wrote so I don't forget anything, but I'll just explain it to you. So a friend of mine and I were driving down the street and a big – it was Ventura Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And there was a giant man. He must have been 6'2", six 6'3", six which to mm -hmm. me is giant because I'm mm -hmm. small. And he was towering over and crouched over like in this woman's face, tiny woman, shorter than me, mm -hmm. tiny woman. Okay. Uh, so aggressively over her, he was like a human canopy. Mm -hmm. And my friend was like, did you see that? I said, I did. And I had already turned on my turn signal. She was like, we have to go back. I can't, I can't handle that. I can't mm -hmm. leave. You know, I said, yes, we're going to go back, but get your phone out to call 911. That is a giant man. It's mm -hmm. not safe for us to get out of the car. Sure. And so she called 911 and we turned around and we're watching what was going on. And he was getting aggressive with her. Now, he didn't hit her, but he went to grab her and he was in her face like doing, what do you call that? Boxing dance. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. Fists, but he was mm -hmm. like, Jukin. Does that make sense? <laughs> Is that a term the kids use? <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> but Dana, Dana is floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee. For That's those right. Of you who want a visual on this? <laughs> I, know. I look like a crazy person. <laughs> anyway, it was clear that this was a dangerous situation. So she mm -hmm. called 911 and the 911 operator asked the beginning questions, you know, what's your emergency? And she said, there is a woman that it appears she's in danger. Um, she's very small. There's a giant man hovering over her and screaming in her face. And at this point we had turned around and pulled up aside mm -hmm. and I was taking pictures of the man. <laughs> I was like, and people had started coming out of businesses. Like there was a restaurant, a lady had come out from the kitchen and she was standing there watching them with her arms mm -hmm. crossed, but a good distance away. Right. Another man walking down the street had stopped to hear what was going on. And so anyway, on the 911 call, the the 911 operator was very curt and i understand they're trying to get information they want you to be calm 
we weren't in danger. So we weren't like freaking out. And he said to us, what race is this man? And I, (laughs) she was like, oh, uh," and kind of froze. And I said, I don't know, which was the truth. Mm -hmm. So I described his height, his hair color, his shirt, the logo on his shirt. It said, Jesus is enough. Oh, come on. Super bad advertisement, sir. Oh, my God. (laughs) God doesn't want you. Jesus doesn't want you wearing that shirt. Okay. Um, anyway, I we had given all this information. I even gave an age and the kind of pants he was wearing. This 911 operator said, ma'am, answer the questions. What race is he? They have to know. What skin color is he? And I said, I honestly don't know. And I sent you a picture of him, mm-hmm. Jessica. I said, maybe Italian? I don't know. <laughs> he goes, ma'am, does he have olive skin like me? And I go, I don't know what color skin you have. Just like you don't know what color skin I have. I said, listen, buddy, stop trying to pick a fight with me here. I told you everything he's wearing, the exact street corners, like Ventura and the side street name. Mm -hmm. I told you what his logo says, his hair color, his height, his age. I don't know his race. And he goes, you need to pick. Like, And I go, this woman is in danger. Stop fighting with me, sir. And he goes, ma'am, you need to calm down. He goes, do you want to leave your name? And I go, are you kidding? I don't think so. But I was so mad because this guy so specifically, I finally said, and maybe this wasn't right. And I actually felt bad afterwards because I was like, I didn't help this woman at all. Mm -hmm. Because I said to the guy, finally, I go, Portuguese, 100%. Portuguese. I can't. can't. (laughs) This man could have been Italian. He could have been... Portuguese. He could have been Armenian. Like he, he was a very multiracial looking person. And I was not about to be that Karen. That's like Hispanic. It was a Hispanic man. I'm not going to do that to any race or culture. I don't know the race. I'm not going to just take a stab at it. I know. But the thing that infuriated me even more is I had all of this information that I was mm-hmm. trying to give. And this man would not move on. He said, answer the question. Answer wow. the question. And I said, I told you. I did answer. I don't know. <laughs> I said, you didn't even ask me his age. And I can tell you a pretty good guess. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't know how much more specific I can get than 6263 black T-shirt that says Jesus is enough in huge enough letters that I saw it <laughs> driving down Ventura Street. False advertisement as it's fine at its finest. Well, and when I pulled up, we pulled up right beside them that was at a stoplight. And I just full blown had my phone out of the window recording him. Oh and he God. looked at me and did a head nod and gave me a peace sign. And I went, uh-huh. And just nodded my head as I recorded him. But I was like, I understand 911 people are under a lot of pressure. I do get that. Mm -hmm. But they get so mad when people call in, they're upset. And it's like, look, this is your job. I get it. But you don't live these experiences. Mm -hmm. And in my situation, we weren't even upset. This man was like trying to pick a race war with me. (laughs) I I don't, I think, I don't know. He's like, I will not take any other information. I don't care if this woman has a knife to her throat. That was another thing that bothered me, Jessica, is he did say at one point, does he have a gun or a knife? And we go, no. Or he might, but you don't know it. He goes, has he hit her? And I said, no, he grabbed at her. I said, none of that matters. He, uh-huh. She is in danger. We can see this. Like a woman shouldn't have to have a knife to her throat or a Correct. gun to her. No person should, by the way. But I feel like people think that women get all scared and upset. Sorry about it, but you men have set a precedent that we live in constant danger. I know. We don't We don't get to go out and relax the same way you do. And not even in pairs. Right. Like, I can name <laughs> off the top of my head three pairs of women who were murdered together. Okay. So, yeah, as women, we do get nervous because we are victimized a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm calling you saying there is a giant man aggressively screaming at a tiny woman and you would rather fight with me about what information I am willing to give you when I already said, I don't know this woman's life could be in danger, but because I don't see a knife or a gun and you're mad at me for not saying he had olive skin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just, it, it really upset me. And it also made me go, 
the one time I call 911 and it's not busy <clears throat> because we live in a very big city. Yep. The one time I call 911 and it's not busy and the 911 operator isn't worried about the emergency but worried about me saying what color of skin the man had. I think that's wrong. I mean, I'm please, listeners, if you have an opinion on this, we always are willing to do a mindfulness corner. I do appreciate these workers, but there, maybe there needs to be some training done in this because, you know, there was a woman in Kansas City. I don't know if you heard about this, or she was caught in a flash flood in her car. Mm -hmm. She was on the phone with 911, and the woman couldn't have been more hateful to her, kept saying, You're not going to die. You're not going to drown. You're in a car. I listened to that woman die on the 911 call. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I'll try to keep my opinion short and to the point, but I have two things to say. And one thing is ugh, somebody, because we have some first responders that listen, somebody will definitely let us know about this. I do have to say that um, with all the work I do at the police, immediately the first question they ask is what race are they? Mm -hmm. So I do think, and I understand and I I the concern and where I, I know I said, I he's think it's truly I did for say identification. It is, but, but I said he's darker complected yeah, than me, yes. but you can't see me. Exactly. And I answered three times. Honestly, I don't know. Also, people aren't necessarily, no pun intended, black and white, okay? Right. It doesn't mean that somebody is just one skin tone, so they're absolutely this and one that. Uh, right. Most people have a lot of mix in them, and if they are not obviously of a certain race, it makes it very hard. I totally agree, and I oftentimes say, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's this, uh, you know, I mean, same you thing know when it's not. My dad so obvious. was a first responder for mm -hmm. uh, uh, Flash Flood's critical response team. He mm -hmm. was captain of that. He also ran the emergency truck, which is like the ambulance for a yep. many years. So I get that it's stressful. I Like I said, I also have 911 dispatch people in my life. And it makes me nervous because they have a high suicide rate. It mm -hmm. is so stressful. Like you have to be a special kind of person to do that job. Right. And if you're the kind of person that would rather fight with me than help a woman who's in danger, maybe that's not your milieu. Right. No, it I really know. it really upset me. I even said to the to the operator, I said, look, I know you're doing your job, but I'm calling to tell you there's a woman in danger. Please don't make this a fight with me. Mm -hmm. And I said, ask me your questions. I said, you asked me what race he is. I said, I don't know. What's the next question? Right. <laughs> I know. Well, it's also infuriating because when someone's making a call uh, that's a legitimate call and out of concern, then it's not the best option to shame them for it. I don't remember if I was telling you about this or if I mentioned this on the show. So pardon me, you guys, if you've ever heard this before, but I called 911 when I was early on in my days in L.A. because I thought I was hearing someone getting murdered. Oh, yes, you did tell us about this, and right? they were so hateful to you. The person on the phone was great, but the people who showed up were awful and yeah. treated me like a freaking idiot. And I said, you go back to your station, and you ask to hear the call, and you tell me that I'm an idiot. Yeah. Because the woman who answered my call was trying to put me at ease, and she could hear what I was hearing. That's how loud it was. Yeah. And she was scared, too. So, yeah, I mean, the well, problem and is I by even the time. Said, I even said to the guy on the phone, I go, look, sir, you're spending an awful lot of time fighting with me. Just ask me the questions and get somebody here. I was going to say, get somebody the heck. That's all there. I care about. You can come and be hateful to my face if you want to, but make yep. sure she gets help. Yeah. While you have eyes on them. And also, this is a really sad point uh, that was brought up, but unfortunately, very true. One of the things that makes me the most angry because I deal with a lot of things with domestic violence is so we have to wait until the crime happens. Yeah. Uh, when someone's being stalked or someone is being verbally abused, it's like, okay, well, no, maybe they haven't gotten hit or killed, God forbid, yet. Mm -hmm. Are we going to wait until that and then we're going to do something about it? Then we're going to intervene? I mean, generally speaking, yes, we yes. have very bad laws in place to protect women, yep. even though violence against women is Correct. huge. And you know what? 
Honestly, and continuing to rise. It's never totally. gone down. <laughs> no. And I'll be honest, there's violence against men too. It's not just yes, women. Of like course. I think it happens more to women because I don't know. I don't know why. I don't have the mm-hmm. answers for that. But anybody that's in a domestic abuse situation, there are men who have been domestically abused. There, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's just all shades of wrong. But I want I don't want people to be afraid to reach out and help. Like that won't affect me. I'll call 911 anytime I want to. Right. But I did say to him, I said, you know, I want you to be free to take other calls. Please don't fight with me. Because mm-hmm. I didn't call to tie up the 911 lines. That's not no, my goal ever. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'll get off my my rant. And like I said, please, I know we have first responders that follow us. Please mm-hmm. let let us know your thoughts. That was just my emotional response to a woman who was clearly in danger. And then mm-hmm. I thought I was going to help. And I just fought with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> no, that stinks. And then we shouldn't have to feel like that when we're making a call to hopefully help someone. Because again, you did what most people don't. And you at least attempted. You didn't attempt. You did make the call in the attempt to help someone. So that's yeah. extremely frustrating because a lot of people... Again, we've talked about that too. Get scared. They assume someone else is going to do it. They don't want to get involved. Totally. All of that. Well, and then to say, do you want to leave your name? I'm like, why? So you can look me up on social media and get mad at me more? I No, I don't think so. Which sucks because I do have pictures of that man. And if he had attacked her, I would be an absolute witness and have evidence for them. Right. I didn't leave my number. I think they have your number. Of course they do. But... <laughs> But no, totally. It's just, it's bad all the way around. And that wouldn't hurt for there to be that option for people to anonymously send pictures. I mean. To tip people off. You know what I mean? There were, by the time that we drove away, there were a lot of people gathered around her and they were keeping him away from her. So I felt like probably it was going to be okay. But if I had heard anything in the news or anything, I would have contacted and been like, mm-hmm. I think I have evidence for you, <laughs> you know? And no, I don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff either. But I think it's our responsibility as just fellow yes. humans to look yes. out for one another. Absolutely. I'm glad that you did that. And I'm sorry for the experience. Yeah, it was frustrating. Well, you know what? What better way to segue then for me to have a rant that seems to just be a theme here pales in comparison to yours because <laughs> <laughs> boy this is not hold the same weight as what we just discussed it doesn't matter we gotta get it out <laughs> so i saw something about this very subject about fees and then i just recently experienced something kind of similar i can't believe i'm saying that It's going to, again, make it sound like I'm some erudite, bougie princess. I'm nothing of the sort. If the slipper fits, Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw somebody, I was like reading an article, and one of the things in it was, how has paying bills not advanced with technology? Specifically, why is there a service fee for an automated phone payment? Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Like, couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Why? A robot is doing it. Yeah. I'm shouting my name or the numbers three, four, <laughs> five, because it never picks up my voice. It's like, I think you said marshmallow. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's the most insane thing ever. Okay. None of those phone trees. Get how angry it's I'm like getting, smacking you're my knocking all around. your equipment around. It's like, your voice is so low, we cannot register it. Yes. <laughs> yes, I didn't quite get that. I mean, oh. I am one of those people that becomes unhinged, right? <laughs> so, again, I was annoyed by that fee, and I'm like, wait a minute. What about the resort fee that I recently noticed when I was booking a hotel? And Alan had to agree with me. We've never seen this before. And I'm like, a resort fee? And part of why it made me mad is on the hotel's own site, in addition to all of the, you know, Expedia, Travelocity, all that jazz, they all show like great rate or special deal. Yeah, it's great. At that price, then once you add in the billion different taxes Mm -hmm. in the same way they tax certain things in California Mm -hmm. and uh, the fees, it's almost $100 more sometimes per night. 
So I that was a, a big blow. So the resort fee. Am I crazy? A daily $40 resort fee will be added to each charge. Two welcome drinks on day of arrival. What are those welcome drinks? A small bottle of Dasani purified garbage water from Coca-Cola? No, I, I'm good. You keep your your water, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But again, I don't know what welcome drinks mean, but I'm going to imagine it's that bottle that I never touch in my hotel room because I have no idea how long it's been sitting there, okay? <laughs> okay. 10% off any Pirate's Cove branded merchandise. Don't know what no, Pirate's Cove you. is. Don't care. I didn't ask for that. Thank you. And again, you're charging me with mm-hmm. the guise of it looking like I'm getting a discount. I'm not planning mm-hmm. to buy anything in your gift shop. Uh-uh. Okay. None of the branded stuff, at least. Maybe uh-huh. some aspirin or whatnot. I don't take aspirin. I just, again, well, turn myself Maybe. into an 80-year-old. Well, I was just about to make it worse. I was like, who knows? You might get diarrhea and need some run in there emodium. <laughs> self-parking. Okay. Well, just go ahead. Why and are you say charging you charge for me parking. for self-parking? Infuriating. Mm-hmm. 24 access to the fitness center. Hmm. No, thank Even you. Even the dumpy hotels I stay at offer, if they have a gym, it's for free. It's, yeah. it's included in the in the price yeah. for their on-site amenities. Pool and beach towel service. It's winter. <laughs> um, also, so we have to pay you to have towels that I'll we bring, bring my down own towel. to the pool. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'll bring my own towel from home if it saves me 10 bucks. Use of business kiosk. That means a desk no. in the middle of the lobby and I ain't using your desk. No, don't charge me for that if I ain't using it. Business uh-uh. kiosk. Uh-uh. Okay. Uh-uh. Wireless high speed internet. You don't say. <laughs> in room bottled water. Oh, there we go. There's my Dasani. Yes. But weren't you already um, charged for that as your welcome drink? <laughs> well, maybe that welcome drink is... Some watered-down pre-mixed margaritas. Okay. (laughs) I still don't want it. Mm -mm. And then two more to round it out. In-room coffee machine. Absolutely not. Have you looked in one of those lately? Uh -uh. Also, why am I paying for that? You bought it from a hotel surplus place. Correct. When the hotel opened, you've never cleaned or serviced it. Why are we still paying for it? Correct. I do not use it. I will not use it. So, in fact, you can just remove it from the room. I mean, why would you? Most places you go downstairs and they got fresh coffee right there. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then, last but not least, an umbrella for you stirring the rain. Okay, then remove that charge when it ain't raining. That's a bunch of BS. You know what that is? That is the same as a gas station. Every time you use a card to fill up, uh, there's a 45 cent fee. We have to pay for our credit card machine. When the fuck you going to be done paying for that? Because I got a hint that you're paying for that all the time anyway. And it don't have nothing to do with how often I use a card. Thank you. Don't you charge me for a towel you bought. Six years ago, and 787 people have used it before me. Okay. I ain't paying for that. (laughs) That is so infuriating to me. It's so infuriating. I know. I'm really like a freak about towels at hotels because the more I think about it, like especially if you're like using it to dry your face, I'm like, I don't know (laughs) what somebody wiped down in their room with this. I know it sat on the floor wet at one point. Hey, girl, get yourself some kids and take them to some place like Great Wolf Lodge. And then you think about what to put on those towels. You watch what people are doing with those towels and you'll never leave your house again. (laughs) (laughs) It's bad. Even in my own house, if the the guys leave a towel up and I go turn around to like wipe my face, like you Mm -hmm. said, pat it dry, I'll get ready to grab a towel and all I see is between butt cheeks that's all i can envision in my head and i won't use it i use my my clothes more than i will use a towel hanging in my own bathroom (laughs) hilarious
<laughs> Those fees are nothing but a ripoff. It's just a way to get more money. Yes. Wait with your hidden fees. Also, just lay it out there. They're Have just it lies. be built into the price. And they shouldn't be allowed to charge for regular business maintenance if you're running a business. Thank like, you. I don't have to pay for your shit-ass coffee maker for 12 years. Yes. That is criminal to me. I'm really annoyed by it. But apparently it's very common. I'm going to start looking now uh, because a lot of the hotels I've been in in the last couple of years, I haven't booked for myself. I'm luckily right. not paying for it. It's been for Same, work. Yeah. But this is a for a personal trip, and I'm going to be paying more attention. Uh, yeah. I feel like I would be one of those people at the desk, even though I've worked at a hotel, and I'd be like, can we go over these resort fees? Because some of them are not applicable to the season. Mm. <laughs> or to me. Yes. And I'm sorry, but 100 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. Exactly. That's a nice well, meal. It's 40 bucks, but that's per day. So for a three-night stay, that's $120. That's also, a lot. don't quit charging me to park when I'm already paying to stay there. Like, it's how do you? Infuriating. When we were kids, you did not pay to park at a hotel. Lord, no. I guess maybe, maybe an exception would be in New York or LA if you were at some really like the Beverly Hills Hotel or something. Uh, is that no the region beverly wilshire that's right on wilshire yeah mm -hmm. you might have to pay because they're going to probably valet your car same with some hotels in new york mm -hmm. but other than that how dare you i'm staying at your motel in fresno and i gotta pay you 20 dollars to keep my car here for the night yeah. unsecured 20 at my Half, own risk most of the time it's like 40 a night i know at your own risk that's my mm -hmm. favorite part Mm -hmm. Cool. So I'm paying forty dollars to like, just be outside when a hailstorm could happen, or somebody could come by with a freaking sledgehammer. But it's at my own risk, and totally. let me pay you for that. Yes, thank you. It's <sighs> unbelievable to me that they get away with that. It just see, it does seem criminal to me. Yep. It's like to keep charging. These gas stations are making money hand over fist anyway, and Absolutely. then they're charging every person that uses a card an extra forty five cents. Uh -huh. I bet you that forty five cents from one person pays for the whole year of your credit card expenses. I know it's it's bonkers to me. It Don't charge bonkers. me to keep my car in a parking lot that you do nothing with and it was built years ago. <laughs> don't don't charge me to park my car when literally I can I'm looking at the parking spot and it's six feet from me. Yep. And you're just gonna turn it in there. Like well, no, crazy. I'll turn it in there and keep my money. Thank you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, these can really get me wound up. That for they real, sense. they they're just a money grab. They really are. I'm gonna start charging fees for people to look at me, <laughs> and I'll have different categories. It's like, do you want to be scared? Great, look at Dana. Do you want to be happy? Great, look at Dana. Like I'll have categories. <laughs> if you, you want to be scared, <laughs> if you want horror, Dana, that that costs a little more because it's popular experience. <laughs> All right, we should take a cleansing breath. Oh, let's please do. Oh, if I had on panties, they'd be in a twist. I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. I always wear panties. You guys know I'm a freak about underwear. I was just going to say, the woman who can't deal with her pet's butts on no. furniture is going commando in are her you, desk chair. Are you kidding me? Absolutely not. There is no, there's no free balling going on in Dana Bridgetown. It's not, it's not, no open buttholes in these pants. Uh -uh. <laughs> it just sounded like something fun to say, but I get myself in trouble with that. I've told you about how one time when I was in Sunday Company, which is like a prestigious brav company, sketch company out with here the in Los Angeles. for the yes. folks that don't know what that is. Yes. <laughs> so. We had like this picnic dinner at one of the main company members' houses, mm -hmm. and it was like Sunday Company was invited, kind of a social mix mi mi mixer. Mixer, I almost mm -hmm. said mixture. mixture. And uh, one of the main stage people who I did not know well, 
came up to me and Sarah Baker, who was in Sunday Company with mm -hmm. me, and said, hey, hi, guys. How's it hanging? And I said, oh, you know, long and hard. What? What? Dana? What? <laughs> I have never said something like that in my life unless it was, like, joking to oh you. Oh, my God. He did not find it amusing. <laughs> His eyes got big and he went, oh, okay, and walked away. And I no. turned to Sarah and she goes, why did you say that? And I go, I don't know. I've never said that before in my life. Stop it. What an idiot. I love that he was like, okay. Okay. I mean, this is a comedy person and usually they're like, yes. go with the flow. They're like, yeah, long and hard. Whack a ball with it. Home run. Like they would get on board. No, it was so awkward. He couldn't. <laughs> I cannot with you. I'm a total embarrassment to myself and everyone I've ever met. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a cleansing breath. Maybe this will normalize my brain. <laughs> Seriously, doubt it. We like to take a cleansing breath because we rant out the things that frustrate us. Sometimes they're deep and meaningful. Sometimes they're just like, don't charge me for a towel in the middle of winter at your pool. Mm -hmm. Whatever the case may be, we get it all out. We take a deep cleansing breath, spend the rest of the show filling up with goodness and some raves about good news and charity. Yes. And we're all going to have a wonderful week. Are you ready, Jessica? I am. If you can scream it out, I highly recommend it. If you are not in a place where you can do that, still take a minute and breathe. I swear to God, it'll feel good, okay? Mm -hmm. Here we go. Take a deep breath in. And... <sighs> I needed a second one. Indeedly. Also, it smells good in my house right now because I'm burning a candle <laughs> i decided to treat myself fancy during this recording heck yeah what scent may i ask mm, you may not like the scent a lot of people don't like the scent vanilla uh, yeah it's a vanilla gingerbread uh, if i'm being completely transparent it's a giant three wick candle that i got for five bucks on clarence at michael's because it's a holiday scent that's, I have no problem with that, especially if you can find something that you like. And who's to say that you can't have it year round? There are certain things like I find things. I love the scent of red currant, which is admittedly a very overpowering smell. Alan mm -hmm. hates it. I'm not allowed to burn it uh, in the oh. house because it drives him nuts. It's like the only scent he doesn't like. So I'm like, fine, I'll I'll deal with it. Right. But why is that seasonal? And who's to say, like, if you love candy canes, have a candy cane uh, in the middle oh, of July. I but frequently buy candy cane peppermint lotion at the holidays mm -hmm. so that I can use it year round just because yeah. I think it's an invigorating scent. Exactly. Hey, did I sound Jessica level bougie when I said that? An invigorating scent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my goal. I don't have the vocabulary to be nearly as bougie as you, Jess. But I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll right. continue to try. <laughs> okay. That there's so not a candle included in that resort fee. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. I whatever. What if we just open our own hotel and let's call it? We'll charge you whatever we feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what? You have the option to literally just have a cot with a sheet. Yeah. And if that's all you want, you can stay there for $50 a night. I mean, that's pretty no frills. Good deal. That's I a know. good deal. No frills, but you do have access to our complimentary continental breakfast with a muffin in a plastic bag from Otis Spunkmeyer. Oh, <laughs> that's fancy to me. <laughs> Nothing. Real Remember moist. when I was a kid, that was just like, oh, they've got Otis Spunkmeyer muffins. I feel like in college, I may have lived off of Otis Spunkmeyer muffins for several months at a time, <laughs> mm -hmm. which probably explains my very healthy body and <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. This is bad for the asking me work questions. Sorry. I'm recording. Can I hit you back? 
I don't also, why do I feel the need to respond to everybody immediately? Because I can count on one uh-huh. hand how many people respond to me immediately. And it's uh-huh. me, Jessica. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's me. I respond to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's get on into our, uh, that says something about me. Honestly, I read an article about it. I'm not going to talk about it because it's humiliating and it's a character flaw. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm up first for quarters. Oh, my God. I have an animal instincts corner and mm-hmm. I love it. This is from Shocker, Oddity Central. It's my fave. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jessica, guess who it's written by? Hmm. Rasputin. No. Oscar Wilde. No. One I more guess. up. Oh, okay. Fine. Then I'll tell you. Spooky. It's written by Spooky. <laughs> this is the t- I love the title of the of the article too. The perfect cat house doesn't exist. Dot dot dot. <laughs> Was that a good reading? Yeah. A feline lover in California spent several decades and over one hundred thousand dollars. I mean, it's a little bit much. I'm sorry, what? How much? Hundred thousand dollars. I haven't told you what he spent it on yet. Uh, probably a cat house from the, <laughs> from the title. <laughs> he turned his home into the ultimate house for cats. House of Nico, which I read somewhere is, I think, Chinese for cat house. I don't know. It'll tell me here. A 3,000 square foot home just north of Santa Barbara. I mean, that's fancy. Okay. It looks pretty ordinary from the outside, so few know that this is probably the world's most amazing cat house. Featuring over 300 feet of catwalks, 15 feet of tunnels, 8 bridges, individual feeding spots suspended on the walls, giant hamster wheels, and giant scratching posts, among other feline attractions. House of Neko is unlike any other house we've ever seen before. Well, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. In 1998, when Peter Cohen, a custom contractor with an artistic flair. So if he's a contractor... He's got some skills. He saved some money somewhere, Mm -hmm. I will say. He decided to buy Santa Barbara House with his brother. He had every intention to fix it up and then flip it for a profit. What he hadn't counted on was for the property to come with two feline residents, which he simply named the black one and the gray one, which I think is so cute. Because... (laughs) It's clear this, whatever, it's just adorable. Cohen fell in love with them and he went on to constantly catify the house over several decades. It's like the Winchester mansion. <laughs> right. He just never stopped building. After the black one was hit by a car and died, mm. Peter decided to adopt a bunch more cats to keep the gray one company. And his feline family grew steadily over the years to the point where he had 24 cats living in the house of Nako. Yes, Japanese for cat is what Nako means. Hmm. He usually adopts animals that most people avoid, like black kittens or cats that are extremely shy. Hmm. Peter Cohn was inspired to create the house of Nako by a book he read in 95 called The Cat's House by Bob Walker about a house full of cats for catwalks for felines. He followed the same recipe, making the catwalks the main element of his home because cats love them so much, and also integrating tunnels that connect all the rooms, viewing platforms, scratch posts, and all sorts of other things that cats love. I liken it to living in a cat aquarium. There are <laughs> always cats around me and above me. I love the visual of that. Mm-hmm. Okay aquarium if you put a cat in a room it'll naturally go to the highest point in the room catwalks just allow the cats to live in the space three-dimensionally instead of just on the floor they're very calming and fun to be with hanging out with cats always relieves the day's stress it's zen by cat (laughs) that's cute (laughs) the cats definitely enjoy them and i try to build them so i like the look of them as well in that sense we both win so anyway you can look this up because apart from the amazing cat house, he also runs Zen by Cat, mm-hmm. which is a nonprofit designed to spread awareness about feline infectious peritonitis and help animals suffering from this condition. The often fatal disease is caused by a type of virus called coronavirus. Never heard of it. Which <laughs> tends <laughs> which tends to attack the cells of the intestinal wall. So he has this non- hmm. nonprofit that he runs, and then he's got this amazing house for kitties that oftentimes have a harder time finding homes. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Can it's you imagine Allie up, uh, Allie, Ollie up on those platforms? Oh my God. I don't, you would have to reinforce <sighs> them with concrete and rebar. He is so huge. <laughs> I do love kitty cats. Is it a bit eccentric to make your whole house into a, a cat playground? Perhaps. 
but I wouldn't put it past myself. I'm the girl who told you I'd never own a grow light because I wasn't crazy. <laughs> I have four. I have four grow lights. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a what the what? You're just really not going to... You're not going to believe this. Um, <laughs> air protein. That's A-I-R, just like you think. Mm-hmm. Air protein startup uses space-age tech to create meat out of thin air. Oh, my. That sounds gag-worthy. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Creating meat literally out of thin air sounds like technology you'd only expect to see in sci-fi movies. But according to Air Protein, it's very real and viable. Okay. Air Protein, the startup behind the air-based meat project, was co-founded by Dr. Lisa Dyson an award-winning research physicist and strategy consultant with the goal of producing meat alternatives. I wonder if she's related to the Dyson man. (laughs) I thought that too, honestly. I'm not Uh joking. Such plant-based meat alternatives like Impossible Foods or Beyond Meat are all the rage these days and touted as the sustainable future of the meat industry. But air protein is taking sustainability to a whole new level with its air sourced proteins. If they say air and protein one more time, I'm going to punch my fist through the wall. <laughs> It'd be a fun drinking game. We'd be wasted by now. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> they are basically relying on a bunch of microbes capable of converting CO2 into amino acids, with the final product being a protein based flour. That can be used to make a bunch of meatless products. It's fermentation reimagined, Air Protein CEO Lisa Dyson describes. It's reimagined in a way that makes it carbon negative. When you undertake fermentation today, it actually produces CO2. Well, I can attest to that because my husband, when he is fermenting sauerkraut, it smells like I walked into a kinder care that hasn't had their diaper genies surfaced in a year. Oh, my God. That sounds <laughs> horrific. <laughs> I, I want no part of that. Air Protein is the only startup currently involved in making proteins out of the air, but their technology was inspired by research that NASA carried out in the 60s. They were trying to come up with ways that astronauts could grow their own food on space voyages and discovered these microbes called hydrogen troughs that under the right circumstances fed on CO2 and produced amino acids. Okay, now that's where it gets cool. Yeah. Fast forward to when Dr. John Reed and myself were looking at how we can have a positive impact on the issue of climate change. We were pondering the same problem, minimal space, minimal time to make food, but in a different context. That's what allowed us to see this very different approach as something that could actually address what the world needs right now. We were able to leverage the thinking of NASA scientists in a completely different context. The behind the scenes process is obviously a lot more complicated than what air protein has so far revealed, but the company claims that it is also the most sustainable way to produce proteins right now. The magic happens in these giant vertical tanks that take up a lot less land than both cattle grazing and plant growing, and the energy required for the fermentation process comes from renewable sources. Thus, Dyson says it's both cheaper and more sustainable than other meat alternatives. Wow. Uh, One more thing. If you want to compare our production process to one of soy production, it would take a soy farm the size of Texas an enormous state in terms of area to give you the same amount of protein as an air protein farm the size of Walt Disney World. Wow. So that's actually fascinating. Like I said, when at first when I heard that, I was like, give me a bloody break. This is such baloney business. But I guess it's really not, especially as far as the fermentation and the amino acids that are created. And I will tell you, because I never have understood this, yeast, for example, is something that's in the air. And that's why when people start brewing like sour beers and stuff, a lot of Mm -hmm. times they have to have a separate facility because the wild yeast and things literally are out in the air and then can contaminate other vats of beer and whatnot and completely like change their taste and profile. So I don't think this is so crazy knowing how it can be created. And it is fascinating. I mean, it is fascinating. And I, I'm, I don't eat meat. 
-hmm. listen, I occasionally, like I said, I had a steak at Christmas because Dan Tipton likes to make a fancy meal. Mm -hmm. I've had chicken a couple of times since Christmas. It's just something I'm trying not to do, which Mm -hmm. I've been a hardcore meat eater my entire life. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but a lot of it for me is about sustainability and climate and our planet, but also about humanitarian reasons for the animals. And like I said before, it's, it's a personal journey. But what I will say is these meatless options that we have now, Nowadays, way different ball game than like old school chunky. I'm not oh. sure what that shape and taste is. Veggie right. patties. <laughs> yes, that were awful. And it really just Terrible. wasn't around when we were kids. Now there's so many things to so pick. It's many. kind of mind boggling. I mean, I had a veggie burger at just some simple little restaurant downtown outside with a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. And honest to God, it tasted the texture and the taste was like a real burger yeah i could not believe it yep it's pretty pretty amazing that's pretty cool i do have one question Mm -hmm. so when they make the meat i love that i'm asking you as if you are Mm -hmm. dr dyson Mm -hmm. (laughs) i am a spokesperson for air protein go ahead okay dr dyson uh i did own one of your vacuums for many years eventually it did lose the suction i'm sorry to say okay uh Was the ball with inside damaged in any way? I don't believe so. Well, that's the only that's... way we can get to the bottom of this problem. That is the quintessential part of our vacuums. Isn't there a, a ball that hovers within the Ma'am, cylinder? I don't want to fight with you. I am Portuguese, 100%. Can we move on with this? <laughs> oh, in that case, we have a separate customer service line for people. No, you're going to charge me a fee. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm wondering, so because of the molecular change and everything, Mm -hmm. it is, is it, do you call that meatless meat? Are they making meat out of air protein or is this a meat substitute? Because No, it's a meat alternative. Okay, because they are working on making meat out of thin air. It's weird and kind of creepy. I don't like it. They grow it in labs. I've seen uh it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well. Also, I say, uh, oh, whatever. I I'm not going to open Pandora's box. We'll be here all day. I'm not kidding. What you don't? <laughs> I have so many thoughts on all of this. On I need to shut meat? up on all of it. Oh my god, you're so angry. <laughs> I told you, I am Portuguese. Can we please move on? <laughs> yes. Yes, ma'am. Oh my god. I think it's an interesting concept and I hope yes. that we are able to figure out more sustainable ways of providing nourishment in the Same. world. Okay. Well, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Super smooth transition, Dana. Okay, so now we're entering what we call the raves portion of yes. our podcast. This, we are the rants and raves podcast. We have ranted a lot. Before the show even started, we started ranting. Right. So anyway, time for some goodness. I'm up first with raves, and my rave this week is mystuffbags.org, S-T-U-F-F, mystuffbags.org. Imagine the trauma of being a child separated from all you know, parents, possessions, and home, and not having anything to cling to for comfort. Sadly, each year, hundreds of thousands of children here in the United States must be rescued from severe abuse, neglect, abandonment, or homelessness. Traumatized and facing an uncertain future, they frequently enter foster care, crisis shelters, domestic violence, and homeless shelters with nothing. No favorite stuffed animal, no special blanket. They are afraid, disoriented, and desperate for comfort. That's where we come in. The My Stuff Bags Foundation, with the help of thousands of people across the country, provides our nation's most vulnerable children with new belongings and new hope. Thousands of children in crisis are still entering foster care and crowded shelters without their own belongings. They are among the most vulnerable U.S. citizens and are lacking the comfort they need during these uncertain times. Our staff are still working diligently to provide new belongings to children in crisis. So they accept drop-offs and mail-in donations Monday through Thursday from 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also help by making blankets. Blankets can be knit, crocheted, quilted, or made with fleece. They even provide like a link for easy no-sew fleece blankets, which they are Mm. so easy. They take no time at all, and fleece is really cheap. You can find it on clearance a lot. 
literally they're no sew. Like you just cut them and then make little fringe and tie it in a knot. It's super easy. Hmm. Um, I love this. Again, it's mystuffbags.org. It really does just, you know, we've talked several times about the children who are separated from their families uh, mm-hmm. because of ice. There are many, many, many reasons why children would be on their own. I know in the foster care system, I've seen mm. documentaries and stuff about those children. They carry their stuff around in trash bags. Yep. How, how does that make a human feel? Exactly. That that's the only way that they have to carry things around. You know, I have someone in my life that was in foster care a lot as a child and has just turned out to be a wonderful, wonderful human. There is hope for these children, but let's try and give them the best start possible. And this is a way that you can do that. When you go to their website, again, that's mystuffbags.org. It's a beautiful website. You can learn about them. You can see some of their press and stuff like that. There's many different ways that you can donate. Again, we always talk about time. It doesn't have to just be money and things. Right. And I love that they have that option to donate blankets for people who are able to crochet and knit and all of that jazz quilters. But like you said, the no-sew blankets. Oh, Most of us could do that. Absolutely. On their website, they have a tab, actually. You can check it out, how to help. And they have different sections. It's donate funds, donate stuff, donate time corporations, schools, and community organizations, individuals, or make a blanket. I mean, right right. there, it's all laid out for you. So easy. That's really wonderful. Again, that's mystuffbags.org. I love that. Me too. Thank you, Dana. Yes. All right. My rave for today is a good news story because I feel like we really need that. We always need that. But Well, man. yeah. I mean, <laughs> we might be entering World War Three, so let's yeah. get some good stuff. <laughs> this is from The Mirror by Bronte Howard. Deli worker warms hearts by going extra mile for deaf couple at her supermarket. Delhi worker Casey started learning sign language from YouTube videos after a deaf couple became regulars at her supermarket and can even communicate tricky weights and measurements. She has been praised for going the extra mile after learning sign language so she could communicate with deaf customers. The 22-year-old, known as Casey, was inspired to learn Auslan, Australian Sign Language, when a local deaf couple became regulars at the Woolworth supermarket in Maryborough, Australia. The deli assistant wanted to be able to communicate better with customers and dedicated her spare time to learning basic readings and different weight volume measures using YouTube videos. She described the first time she conversed with a deaf customer in Auslan as a special experience and said the woman's eyes lit up when she began to sign. Casey hopes to have conversations with other customers. Last year, I dedicated most of my afternoons to learning simple retail greeting signs such as, Hi, how are you? May I help you? As well as learning to communicate the different weight volume measures particular to the deli department. I had been wanting to learn Auslan since I was in school and plan to continue learning the language so I can improve my ability to communicate with the couple. Something I'd like to do is hold a conversation with them in the future. So it's definitely a skill I'll continue to practice, she said. I just love that. Um, That is on someone's own own time. She's not getting paid for that. Mm -mm. That is not the expectation. There's no training from her company for that. And I'm not Mm -mm. blaming the companies for it or anything. No, no, for sure. It's just, she's going above and beyond, which is cool. I really love and respect that, that she is taking the time to do this because it's important to her to connect with her customers. Yeah, it's so lovely. And do you know how much they appreciate that? Have you seen, there was a video a while back that was sort of making the Instagram rounds Mm -hmm. where woman had arranged in her and her boyfriend's neighborhood on his birthday. They were walking to like breakfast or lunch or whatever. And Mm -hmm. everyone in the neighborhood had learned how to say, hi, how are you? Like very small people. And she, somebody recorded him walking through the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and he would respond, but you would see him go, what? Like he just lit Mm -hmm. up. It was so cool. Or the video of the Minnie Mouse at Disney World, that new sign language. Oh, my God. Yes. (gasps) Or Mm -hmm. Santa. Who knows? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I immediately start bawling with tears of sweet, loving joy. (laughs) Absolutely. 
to me, it's like going out of your way for to make someone feel included. Yes. It's not being deaf is an experience that we will never have, but we can take the time to learn a few simple things. It's like I don't speak Spanish, which I know is shameful since I'm Hispanic. <laughs> um, whatever. It's a well-kept secret. Look at my face. I don't look that Hispanic. Uh, but like. When I take my son to school, mm -hmm. there obviously we live in LA, so there are yes. Hispanic families there, and there's a group of mommies that we all meet at the fence every day mm -hmm. to wave at our babies. And when I say to them, like, oh, buenos dias, like when I say I've picked up little things, sure, you know, sure, and they just think it's cute. They're like, oh, buenos dias. They're so excited for yeah. They're like, this dumb dumb's learning. It's just <laughs> a nice way to connect. We really Absolutely. connect. Absolutely. And it's lovely. I love that. Yeah, she connected with her customers. It's it's so cool. It's great. Oh, thanks for reading that, Jessica. Yes, thank you. Jessica. Dana. I think that's our show. I think it is. Ooh, fun. Do you want to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes, please send us your thoughts, feelings, rants, and raves to the rants and raves podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at the rants and raves podcast on both Instagram and Facebook on Twitter at raves underscore the, and last you can go to our website, hit the contact button, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Please do rate and review and leave kind words if you can. It helps people find us. And Jessica and I, we're trying to make a commitment to ourselves to grow this year. Mm -hmm. So please write in, review, all those things. It helps people find us. We're not like, make us podcast famous. No. <laughs> we just want to spread goodness. Absolutely. Um, we like to end our show talking about things we're into or interested in. Are you watching anything right now? Uh, what am I watching? No, nothing. Nothing specific? Out of the ordinary. No, I'm really sad that Boba Fett's over. Uh, Not a Star Wars nerd, but man, I sure loved that series. Yeah. Well, sorry. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You know what um, I did do really quick? I was went down the rabbit hole the other night. I forgot like how now that they're streaming services, all these different things under the umbrella of each yes. service. And uh, the Food Network has like 20 seasons worth of every show they've ever had. So I had a vintage Ina Garten, the Barefoot Contessa playing in the background the other day just while I was doing stuff. Wow. Just because she makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside and comforted. Good for you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like it. I didn't really watch anything this week at all because I just wasn't feeling well. I was yep. trying to go to bed early. Totally. Um, not, nothing I tried did any good. I was still pretty much got nothing accomplished this week. Oh anyway. Gosh. um, Yeah. So not too much going on. <laughs> In my entertainment uh, world. Uh, recommendations, y'all. I did bring us a, a point to ponder. I took a screenshot of the fact I wanted to use, but then I was like, also, there's two more that I really love. Mm. So if you don't care, I'm going to give you three rapid fire points to ponder this Do week. It. Then we're going to be out of here. Jessica, I love you dearly. I love you too. You always make me laugh. I enjoy your face. Same. I love your face, whether it's frozen or in live motion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one is just creepy. Shoe shops used to use x-ray machines to measure shoe sizes in the 1940s before the risk of x-rays were fully understood. What? To measure your shoe size? What do you need an x-ray for? <laughs> and I bet they didn't put a lead apron on you either. I doubt it. it. That just seems weird to me. Okay, that was just weird. Anyway, and then this one is also super weird. Iguanas have three eyes. Did you know what? that? No, where's the third one? Two normal eyes and then a third eye on top of their head that only perceives brightness. What? I had no idea. I had a pet iguana in college and I didn't know this. Wow. You probably should have, I guess. You might have been blind in your iguana all the time. Well, he's living his best life at a Montessori school. Aw, good. 
I don't recommend uh, iguanas as pets. They need and do grow to six feet long. And that's most people are not equipped for that. No. And they can be real mean with their tail. Oh, oh, he liked to bite. Forget about the tail, which he And they can snap a finger off. Did you know that? Uh Yeah. Uh I know from trying to bathe mine. And him latching on and me literally oh. shrieking. Oh, I bet. Not being able to shake him off. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> That's a nightmare. <laughs> I know. Oh. I wanted a snake and my mom's like over my dead body, but she let me get an iguana. So that was the trade-off. And then you see these weirdos walking around. I only say weirdos because we're not all doing it. I would happily be this weirdo mm-hmm. that have their pet parrot iguanas on their shoulder that are just calm as heck. Uh-huh. I, that I'm jealous of. I know. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was so weird. I didn't know they had a third eye. I didn't either. That only sees light. It's so anyway. crazy. But here's the one. This is the, the main attraction. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not a letdown. I feel like it's not. I feel like I might be adding to your vocabulary, so I'd mm. like you to take note. I could be wrong. Let me know if I am. Mm-hmm. Did you know that tyromancy? Do you, let me just ask you. Do you know what tyromancy is? Do not. Okay, this is pretty good. It's the practice of predicting the future with cheese. You're welcome, Jessica. I'll see you <laughs> next week. Everybody, get some cheese out, y'all. We got to figure uh, out what's going on in the world. <laughs> Oh, oh lordy. Nobody wants to live inside this head, I guarantee. <laughs> I love you. you, Jessica. I love you too. We'll be back next week. Bye. Sure will. Bye-bye.